Welcome to episode 120 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! Hey. <laughs> Hi! It has been a week, girl. <sighs> Well, first <laughs> off, we should apologize for not having that video last yes. week. We were just talking Mia about culpa. it. We just started. I said, are you ready? She goes, yeah. I go, did you hit record yet? Uh, yeah, because no, that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't hit record. But it's working now. So Ugh. listen, whatever. Shit happens. Well, oh listen, we'll be rich one day. Oh, and, and we we'll can have a just crew. show up and someone will re- do all of this for us. We'll just read our fucking It'll be shit. amazing. And then it'll come today where like, I don't want to write this anymore. Somebody else write this. Yeah, let's get some researchers. Let's get some researchers out there. But um, yeah, cool. Fine. So I have a couple things. (gasps) Okay. I do too. Okay, cool. First off, I want to say congratulations to our friends at Keeping Up with the Cardassians. Oh my Did you get a chance to listen to that? I haven't gotten a chance to listen yet, but I'm going to. So we had talked about how they... they landed Will Wheaton I on mean, the podcast as a guest because he was on uh, Next Generation huge. of Star Trek. Huge. I did not expect what I got from that fucking interview. It's incredible. Woo! And it's, it's the questions were great. Like right off the bat, Nick's like, here, talk about your childhood trauma. Hey, like it was just <laughs> like, boom. But I guess, wow. you know, he wrote this book called uh, Still Not, or it's it, the first, the book was called Not a Geek and he's re-releasing it 10 years later and it's called Still Not a Geek. And he has annotated notes, like footnotes and change, like, okay, here's what happened after this. Or like, here's oh, what the I love update that. I to love all these that. stories. And how he suffered from anxiety as a child. You know, he had Aww. his parents were like, not fucking cool. Like childhood, you know, Will Wheaton from like Stand By Me. Well, he's, yeah, he's been working since he yeah. was a kid. And he kept saying this thing in the interview that he felt like a thing to his parents, not a child. Like Aww. just this thing. And I mean... Oh, that this gave guy, me goosebumps. <coughs> I can't me. wait to listen to this. He is so open and honest about his life. And they gave him the space to like talk about these things. It's fucking amazing. I got so much out of that interview. <gasps> and even Oh, like, I can't wait to listen. I just haven't. About, I had like, such a crazy week. But even just talking about like forgiving your past self and like being saying thank you to your past self <gasps> because you're here today because that past self of yours like as a child or a teenager oh or a 20 year old whatever God. helped you survive to make it here yes. like oh, I forget I th- about those things like to forgive yourself or give yeah. yourself a fucking pat on the goddamn back I think about that because sometimes I think you know I I had I've had a couple of bad patches yeah and but I I do sometimes think like I would not be the person that I am now if I didn't yeah have all of that isn't that crazy? Stuff. It's so good. So even know. though it was, it was so really good. bad, I still, I feel good about who I am today. Yes. You know, it's so complicated. It is complicated, but like, but it would be nice to go back like, in time and just be like, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> because in the moment we don't feel, I, listen, no. I didn't feel that way six months ago. <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought like this was it, like this, I can't, how am I going to survive this? And look at where the fuck I am now. Woo! Like just six months later. I know it's six amazing. Months later. It's crazy. So please go l- check out, uh, keeping up with the Cardassians is the name of the podcast. The Will Wheaton episode is really, really good. I'm really proud of those guys. Oh, I mean, they are I, so amazing. They're such nice guys, and they're working so hard. And I'm yeah. just really, really fucking props. And to they're you guys. just funny, and they have a great dynamic. Yeah, the three of them are funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, their personalities are each different. Yeah. and I, my kindred spirit, Nick. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. So. <laughs> and I know he's going to hear it because he actually listens to our podcast. Aww. And if you go to their, if you watch them on Zoom, sometimes I watch their episodes on Zoom. I mean, Zoom. Jesus, I'm obsessed YouTube. with Zoom right YouTube. now. YouTube. Yeah. He's got our, because they're Patreon yeah. uh, members of, of our podcast, he's got our sticker on his laptop, oh. which is hot. <laughs> Very hot. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh. you. It's because, so you know, sometimes, again, you put this stuff out there. I don't look at download numbers anymore. I don't know if you do, but, like, I'm not consumed like I used yeah. to be with download numbers. I, but people I look, are listening. Yeah, people are listening. For some reason, Ireland, up, you know, big uh, big shout out to Ireland. Has Ireland. Has been huge the last few weeks. Um, Australia. Yeah. Um, Australia is always Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not enough for like us to book a tour there, but if the 30 people yes. who download from Ireland every week, yeah, want to just tell people have us over oh, to their and house Germany, and like, we'll Germany. Do- yeah. We have so many. And, and I'm like, well, there's, you know, bases in Germany. You know mm. what I mean? Is it military folks listening? Like who's listening? Cause yeah. I was, I went and looked the other day and I was like, oh no, this isn't just like one person listening. I know. Like it is a large amount. There's a so. lot in Ireland the last yeah. few weeks. Like every week is a lot. So I'm saying like book a house party. We'll yes. come to Ireland and stay we'll with go to you. A, yeah, we'll go to we'll a castle. We'll do this in your house. We'll do it. Yeah. Or at a castle. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> Tina, Tina. I don't know you. You really are trying to figure out who these listeners are. They're on military bases and they own castles. Yes, yes, okay. yes. I don't know who that demographic <laughs> is, but I'm here for it. I'm here Woo! for it. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, oh, dude. oh, oh, I wanted to say, yeah. um, women who podcast magazine Woo! had, yes. uh, the one year anniversary issue. Amazing. And so many mm-hmm. independent female podcasters in this magazine. Love it. Um, so many interviews, uh, it, it's, uh, Kathy Barron of, um, women who sarcast, she puts in so much work in that magazine. Mm. So if you haven't, just go to womenwhopodcastmagazine.com and you can um, get a subscription to the magazine and you can just see what all these amazing women are doing. And, and what Tina is shows. writing. Tina is a freaking writer um, um, in this magazine. Uh, Look at her. Interviewing people. How many times a month? Twice? Two interviews a month? Um, no. So it's quarterly. Oh, so okay. we do, um, yeah. So I'll do like two per quarter and then I edit all of them. Oh my gosh. So it's a lot of fun. She is busy. <gasps> I love it, though. I love it. I'm floating I love and it. like laying out, <laughs> getting sun. I, you know, I was busy for so many years, yes. like too much. I feel now like that I'm, I'm taking like everything too. off my plate. I'm like, bye. But yeah. you have. I feel like you have put more on I your have put, plate. I know. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start taking things off. Not the oh, magazine. God. No. Um. But I think there's. Yeah. Enough yeah, of it. Yeah, enough. Yeah, All these boards. Yes, My yes. Lord have mercy. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, not to like disparage the work that these clubs and caucuses do, but we for those years after Trump was elected put so much fucking work into the next four years. Yeah. Even at the midterm, ooh, 2018 midterm, Ugh. I was so fucking heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, and then you get to 2020 and it's like at least Biden got elected, but... I didn't see a lot of the work that these clubs and caucuses do actually, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think they made like small, small insights or whatever, but like, I just, I was thinking I give it, I've given so much time. What the fuck has happened? And the only, and the, and the only reason I think that, that it's like that is because what I realized in 2018 is the night of the election when I was in my fucking out of my mind, pulling my hair out oh my God. is that it's from the top down. Right. Yeah. So like you have all of these amazing clubs and caucuses on the, you know, 
on trying, the ground, trying to do trying work, to do things but in there's their county, no support from the state yeah, level or the county level. To be honest yeah. with you, you've got a lot, yeah. of, a lot of clubs and caucuses running their own shit, doing their own thing, like the Dolphin Democrats, who like yeah. do what they think is best and for their community because there is isn't any I, direction. I have, there's I have no to direction. Tell you, um, I had lunch with uh, such a lovely, lovely uh, colleague of mine who um, expressed that uh, she had done some canvassing during that 2018 election and for the felt, party. Uh, yeah. And said right. it was a mess that so she, she, you know, and, and I was like, no surprise there. Yeah. But you know, here we are with people who want to maybe yeah. try to get involved and then this is what they see. Yeah. And then they're like, it just, and the it party did, makes excuses. Like it lacked organization, you mm. know, all of the things that we talked about. I'm like, wow, here's someone who just, yep. you know, isn't involved to the level that we are involved, but sees yeah. The problem like, and then that's not good. It's that's not, good. not how you're going to retain and keep people right. and have people keep coming out nope. when there's no structure, when there's no organization, when there's no planning. You how know? many years have you and other people like our friend Kate been asking the Broward Democratic Party for some fucking information about being precinct captains? Oh, they yeah. break I'm up still the waiting. County. Oh. Each county's broken up into <laughs> precincts and then you can be a captain of that precinct, which means yes. you get a list of the Democrats in your yes. neighborhood. You get to know them. You knock on their doors. You say, hey, this is what's coming up. Here's yeah. the people that we like. Da, 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 da. And you recruit them to come help you. And you stay in contact. It's a, it's a beautiful fucking the idea. The idea is great. The idea is yeah. beautiful. Except for fucking two years. <laughs> It, it, with and asked regularly for it. Yeah. We've asked for these precinct captains. I mean, they are too. Yeah, the names, the maps. To, who are right. they? These motherfuckers can't be bothered. Well, I will say I'm that sorry, they can't even be bothered. Put a budget out, I but uh, okay. I will say that there have been efforts um, of a lot of canvassing happening and these teams that they're putting out. So I'm seeing. I am seeing that. Um, it's fucking, I am seeing it's that April of 2022, I know, but it's been, it's, I know, but it's, it, if this is something that c continues to move forward, maybe it's something that, that takes hold and can become a good thing. I don't I'm know. So I don't know. I'm I always get involved. You, you I'm always devil. This. I know I'm always devil's advocate. Well, it's too little too late. <laughs> if you ask me, fuck these guys. All right, listen, <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, I put a tweet out a couple of days ago because the, the Santis, uh, signed uh. the 15-week abortion ban. <laughs> uh, Yay! Florida, yes. Florida. I made We're a TikTok. I made a TikTok about it. You did? Yeah. I mean, I'm not in the TikTok, but it's just like him and the the uh, what's his name? Uh, Stitt from uh, Oklahoma. I don't know. The that two. Is. Yeah, the governor of who oh, has almost yes. the near total. Yeah. Ban and I just had like the Handmaid's Tale song, like the music in the background. <laughs> yeah. Of like, this is why elections matter. Um, I, I mean, smiling my... and, and yeah. he's sitting there signing it with children yeah. and women, Everything, all is of these women yeah. standing behind him. And these women should be ashamed. Winos. They should, those winos women should be ashamed only. of themselves. Fuck you. They should be ashamed of Traitor themselves. Traitor cunt bitches. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck you. <gasps> And yes, fuck your what? kids that are there too. Ooh, fuck them. Oh my! Well, the well, kids fuck don't them. know. They're gonna grow up and think the but same thing. But they don't thing. know. They may not. They might uh, be there. You know? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. No. Fuck, <laughs> fuck those kids. <laughs> oh my! All right, God. just kidding, but not really. Uh, but yeah, here's those what kids. I, I mean, they're you, you know, know here's they're the thing. chill. They're chill. So, they don't know what they're doing. Okay, they're fine. Mom's like, here, hold the sign. But here's this. How about that? Right to the camera. But but here's these women. Women in name only. What are they doing? Yeah. What are they doing? 
How do they sit? How- they feel safe. They feel safe and secure. I don't know why. They obviously haven't been paying attention because they yeah. shouldn't feel safe in this fucking state. I know, but Not when you have when you state. have that 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 Marjorie Taylor Green who's like, women are the weaker sex. Thank you, Matt Cates, for being our hero. That's what? A, yeah, she came out and said that. She said that at a at a at a. These fucking teenagers. Yeah. No, she thanked him for like standing up for her or something. And then she was like, you know, women are the weaker sex. That's what she said to a group of people. Okay. That women are the weaker sex. Well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for but that. But this is what the Republican Party is. And women are okay with being the weaker sex. Well, who are these women? I don't know. And But see, here's the thing. I don't like to think that the entire... All Republican women are Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't think that's that, that accurate at all. We know plenty of shithead women in the fucking Democratic Party. Yeah, I but mean. like, so it's not. I don't. So, but she's a an, an what I well, hope is an outlier. But they're the loudest voice, and that's yes. the problem with these Republicans. Y'all need to fucking get your shit together yeah. because these are the people who they we represent. Think represent you. you. Yeah, that's that's like, what is that you. is that what you want? You know what I mean? Do you think I want this fucking piece of shit, Bill Clinton? fucking asshole representing <laughs> us no he's a fucking piece of shit yeah do you think Anthony i want Weiner. diane by the way diane Fe- i'm oh, getting i'm God. getting way off my fucking topic i was gonna okay. say but like diane feinstein it is now being reported by staffers and former staffers that have like left just left her office she is not running the office anymore her they're running it for her like because the she's too old the staff is saying she is not capable oh she's God. not with it enough to do her job why she's is she a united there? states senator from california why is she fucking Why is there? She there? Why do you all keep electing this motherfucker? She shouldn't be in she office anymore. I don't fucking get this. How old is she? Like 99? Dude, she's probably, I, I think the last time I checked, she was 89. Let me just look oh, real quick. Jesus. Because I was just like, this, why it's is she too still much. fucking there? We need term limits. She's 88 years old. That's too much. She'll be 89 in June. Yeah. I mean, doesn't she want to just like chill out? No, she wants to hold on to power, which is why at that age, that's why you know this is like, consuming because even at that age she can't let it go let it go can't, she's as bad as strom thurmond this is the yes, same fucking get out of strom thurmond being there till he's 100 years old it's him uh, it's almost and embarrassing the staffers are like she's not with it like her she's not together that's a problem it's a problem when she has to vote on things she's when the, she she's has the to head of one of those committees oh my god i don't know what is going on what is going on? I don't know. But are these the are just people that sit in seats? Here, yes. Here's the thing about the 15 week abortion ban. Cause uh. all the fucking tweets I saw that day were like, we're, this is a dark day for Florida, but we're going to keep fighting. Here's the thing. Okay. It's the, it's the end of the world as we know it. it, it yeah. It, we are going to keep fighting. Like, right. God, I got it. But our, that beautiful eunuch Ortiz who oh. we loved. And I said that quote that she said last week, I said that quote where she said, we live in paradise, but we've been terribly mismanaged for the last 30 yeah. years. The other side of that fucking quote is this. So has the Florida Democratic Party. Yeah. We're here today because the Florida Democratic Party and anybody else who's been in leadership the last 30 years has fucking fucked the pooch. Is that what yeah. it's called? Screwed the pooch. Screwed the pooch. <laughs> That's what you've done. You yeah. have so terribly misfucking managed the power and lack thereof here and you don't know what you're doing. And precinct captains are a tiny bit. I'm talking about the fucking head of the party right. down for the last 30 Where years. Where is the strategy? Where it's is your the plan? fault too? It's Where your fault plan? too that you Where's have the messaging. Not, yeah. We are in danger. Women are in danger also because the Florida Democratic Party has not been able to win at politics. You suck at it. You're <laughs> losers. And now we all have now, to suffer yeah. for it because you motherfuckers can't get your shit together. And I, and again, I wish we had a plan. 
You know, it'd be one thing. It's like, yes, we're going to win. I have hope for tomorrow. Tell me why. Yeah, what is Tell the plan? Tell me one reason why you have hope that things are going to get better in Florida. I'm waiting. Don't tell me it's because of two candidates that are running. Tell me what the fucking 10, 20 year plan is to win this fucking state back and give me my fucking rights. There it is. What is it? What's the plan? And, and in the meantime, I'm not going to have hope in you or any fucking buddy else. Don't fucking talk to me about this horse shit. Stop feeding me bullshit and telling me to have hope in what? And that's in the thing what? that you said exactly. 10 to 20 years. Yeah. Because- we, as the Democratic Party, are short-term. Yeah. The Republicans play the long game. Ooh, do they? And we cannot play a short game against a long game. We are mm -mm. never going to win. Nope. So we really, like, I don't know what needs to be done, but we need to galvanize, like they galvanize, and we need to, to really, I know I, oh, and, and, and I know people say, oh, messaging, messaging. Messaging is important because we don't have a clear message yeah. to constituents in the state of Florida, yeah. let alone the United States. Yep. It's true. That's true too. Nationally, we have no fucking message. No, it's every, it's very, it's too fractured. Yeah. And we need to hone in and we and need to think about, we need to think about really like the middle of the road person. Yes. Right. Yes. What are the issues most important? And, and we need to, to take back the words freedom yeah. and liberty from the Republicans, they have taken away women's freedom. Mm. Where we need to keep doing messaging like that where we flip it on them. Yeah, yes. Because that's what they fall on. They fall on like that they're the freedom, they're the patriots. We need to take <laughs> that language back and throw it in their face and show how they're the ones stripping away freedom. Yeah, I don't have any freedom when the government's up in my snatch. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Tell me about freedom when the government stops telling me yes. when the fuck I can have a baby or not. Yes. Fuck you. I mean, forced pregnancy. Fuck. Like what By is the way, happening? And then a judge who for years, this has been on hold, this 24 hour hold on abortion where it's a law that passed and it was tied up in the courts for years, right? It just got approved by a judge, right? Which means- Which is why elections if, matter. Yes. But if you go, if you're pregnant and you want an abortion and you go to the abortion clinic and you're like, I want to, they say, okay, yes, you can come back in 24 hours just so you can think about yeah. it. So she's got to go home. Now this interferes with, by the way, work, good luck finding an abortion job, clinic. Number yeah. one. Number two. Oh, yeah. What if you're right? going out of town? Yeah. You're going out of town and you like, have to leave your job, find out, figure transportation, get money for that. How is this a fucking thing? Do you get to wait 24 hours, come back the next day? Why? Because we don't know right. what we want. Right. We're silly with our I thoughts. I know. I know. Fuck you. You pieces of shit. The other fucking thing is that this this fucking DeSantis is calling back a special session because oh, he doesn't like the district the redistricting. Mass, the district yeah, so he's that's what I had that on so, my list. Like it's ridiculous. It's and, racist. And Chris Sprouls, who's the Speaker of the House, and Wilton Simpson or Walton, whatever the fuck this prick's name is, who's the, the fucking Senate President, they have both said publicly that they are going to just hand the maps over to DeSantis and let us know what you want. Yeah. This is separate. There's three branches of government in every fucking state I know. and in the country, right? Yeah. This is breaking that down. This is not a fucking monarchy where DeSantis, you fucking pussies, get your shit together. Yeah. Because you're allowing a madman to do your fucking job for you, pussies. And how about, cowards. and how about, can we just pass a federal law already that redistricting, even on the Democratic side, it should not be whatever party is in charge. It should be an Good independent, nonpartisan group 
that comes in. And I was listening to something about this today because I guess the issue is like what constitutes a fair election? Is it by geography? Mm. Is it by having a balance of the the uh, party representation, like 50-50 Democrat, 50, oh, you know, God. Republican? Is it, you know, what is the thing yeah. that you're considering it to be fair, right? And so and I think in the state of Florida, it's geography based. Mm-hmm. But now he has this whole thing about how it's racist by just, if you include yeah. a whole group of people. Can you believe this? And so now <laughs> oh we have like, the, so we're trying to alleviate racism. So we're just going to. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we're trying to say racism. Yeah. yeah, racism doesn't exist in the history books. It's a race neutral. Yeah, not in history. We want to be race neutral. Yeah, we're not. Which means t- we're going to just try to exclude minorities. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. It's so the obvious. The maps are fucked. It's so obvious. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying like, if there can be a nonpartisan or equal representation of, of Democrats, IPAs and, uh, not IPAs, NPA. NPAs. Girl, I'd like Woo! an IPA right now. I'm an independent. Yeah. NPAs and, um, a Republican, like yeah. the three groups have someone representative of each of those groups fairly. Mm-hmm. And then they draw them, you know, something where they all have to come to a consensus. It needs to be equal representation yeah I you agree. know because I, the other but, groups but, that are, are like oh, are like the low socioeconomic with which unfortunately tends to run high in, in the minority side as well mm. it's such garbage yeah. it's such garbage and it's like they're stealing votes but this is how it's been this is and it's very and they, that's why the voting rights act needs to, like but this is it's very strategic it's very planned out like what we talk about republican party that that the, those Koch brothers have been doing this for a long time. Like they've been for 20, this has been their plan for 20 years is to take away voting rights, redistrict, cut these fucking districts that look like this insane shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this has been the plan. They they know what they yeah. need to do to Red fucking map, cor- right? be corrupt and get that power. They yeah. know what they need to do. All right, my last uh, thing is this. And we're going to suffer. If I have to see one more fucking picture of Charlie Crist. Yeah, don't say anything. Charlie Crist holding a say gay sign. I'm going to fucking vomit. Okay. I sent this picture to a couple of friends of mine and I was like, the fucking irony. Like, I can't handle it. Go listen to my episode when I covered Charlie Crist. But like, I can't believe the amount of endorsements he's getting. And I was hoping that the average voter doesn't. Well, I I don't think the average voter gives a fuck about endorsements. Endorsements like racking up endorsements does not equal qualified for the job he is a two-time fucking loser running for governor and he's trying to do it again and we have a fucking godzilla monster in the governor's mansion yeah and this is what he thinks is okay and he's holding a sign that says say gay bro get right with jesus and figure it out okay because it's fucking a joke at this point come on tina it's fucking ridiculous i know well but don't People have to fuck that in their own time. Well, then don't fucking tell me. Listen, didn't we just go through this with Gillum? Yeah. Come on. And yes, you're right. Everybody coming out has their own journey. I I totally get it. I get it. I get it. But and his generation, you know what I mean? Um, he's a Democrat. I know, but me, yeah, I don't know people's lives. I don't know people's personal lives. I don't. Fine. Fine. (laughs) For me, it's about your character. It's about who you are. Right. And I don't understand it. I don't get it. And it's it's presenting a false and and what is narrative this, um, about your life. And I don't like it. And if you're being if that's the kind of thing that's happening 
in front of people. What's what else are you what else are you doing? What what else is going on? And yeah, and I also want to know more about his abortion. Yeah, he's view. he's back and forth. He's back and forth. Yeah. And, I mean, and, come on, well, bro. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, I'm, I'm sure at one point when he was a Republican, he had one stand, you know, like, I, I, I listen, here's the thing. And there's only one he's candidate. Got name, he's got name recognition. Well, there's only one candidate in the race who's won as a Democrat yes. statewide in the last 28 years. And that's fucking Nikki Freed. She's the only one who's done that. Freed is what we need in the state of Florida. Let's that's make a t-shirt. That's it. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. But I will say, I will say as far as the messaging, um, I was visiting with my in-laws and we were talking about the gubernatorial candidates. Yes. And both of them were like, I haven't really heard much from Freed. Yeah. Hello. I've heard this too. And I'm I, like, and, what? I, and they're like, and, and. They said they they said they know how what she, how she stands on sort of the hot button issues, but they don't know where she stands on the economy. They don't know where she. And I said, well, I hear her talk about that all the time. What about Chris, have they heard stuff from Chris? And no. Okay. And um, but I was like, but I hear this all the time. And my husband made the point of he's like, but you are always at meetings and different yeah. things where you're going to hear it. That's right. The average person, he goes, he goes, tell me one time on a radio show on this and that. And I said, so I go, well, let me look. And so I pulled up some article. I was like, oh, well, there was this one article and, you know, um, so I get it. So I don't know how candidates get the messaging that our older community wants to hear. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I asked my mom, well, I talked to my you mom. Know. She's like, I'm very upset that there's three candidates in this race. She's like, why can't we have one candidate? I go, that's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I, I, I appreciate Chris, that there's got to be some forget competition. The, forget the other know? stuff. Forget the other it, stuff. Three right? is the okay when stuff. it's 15. If there's 15 in the Democratic primary, I'm going to lose my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, like, forget the personal stuff for a second. If you as a Democrat are comfortable with Charlie Crist, let's lay this back out real quick. I know it's we're 26 minutes in, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me just lay this out real quick. If you are as a Democratic voter are comfortable with Charlie Crist, who is, was our Republican governor yes. of Florida. And elected. he wasn't the best. No. And he left that job yes. to run for U.S. Senate, for Florida's yes. U.S. Senate seat. He lost in the primary uh -huh. against a, a little turd named Marco Rubio. Oh, God. Okay, so he loses in, against the Republican mm -hmm. in the primary. Mm-hmm. Then turns around. Yeah. Now Rick Scott in that same primary oh won the Republican nomination to be governor of Florida. Yeah. Right? Charlie Crist is scrambling. Yeah. Thanks, he's just thanks lost, Charlie. Yeah. He just lost he, his I mean, primary. He, he was Rick he Scott. was eligible to run again. Yeah. For governor, but he didn't. So we get Rick Scott as a Republican nominee. Charlie's doesn't know what to do because he needs to have power. The wind's blowing. What am I going to do? Decides to run against Rick Scott as an independent. Yes. Right. Yes loses yes. that race, <laughs> turns around four years later, comes back and he's a runs as a, a Democrat. Democrat against Rick Scott. Uh -huh. The and Democrats choose him as their primary can you, nominee can you imagine this? because we love getting at fucked up the ass hard <laughs> with like a, 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 a baseball bat with nails all over it because we're fucking idiots. Oh my God. Right. We choose that fucking turd as our nominee. 
He loses. We get Rick Scott for another four years. The eight years of Rick Scott as governor is one of the worst times in history oh. in this in this state, and has destroyed led, and destroyed actually our state. Paved the way for DeSantis. Right? Yes, I mean uh, Charlie. I mean, the funding on, of our state. Yeah, uh, education, Medicaid. Oh Lord, Charlie Give goes on. Break. Charlie goes on to. He lives in St. Pete. He he gets elected to the U.S. Congress as a yes. House representative. Mwah, perfect Good for you. Fucking a great sweet job. Place. Sweet. Stay there. Sweet. You're Stay a hometown there. fucking hero. Stay there. Elected. 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 Yes. Comfortable. Has that job for the rest of his fucking yes. life. Right? Yes. Not enough, though, Tina. Not Why enough. Has he and do you know it who's again? a U.S. House Why? rep? You know who's U.S. House rep? My beloved Ted Deutsch. If that job's good enough for him. It's fucking good enough for yeah. you, you fucking piece of shit. Ted Deutsch does that job. Fuck you. you. You can't even hold a candle, that motherfucker. Right? But that's not good enough. No, he's got to come back to Florida and say, no, I need to be governor. Yes. I need to have the seat. And now he's running to get that nomination again. Yeah. If you're okay with that, with the wind blowing in the yes. Charlie Chris trying to figure out where he can land, then vote for him. And I or, have to say, and I've said this to you before, I know people who are like, oh, I think I like Charlie Chris. Fuck, fuck them. They and need I'm to be like, Do you know face. Charlie Chris? Yeah. So, or you can vote for Nikki Freed. Yep. Who is a fucking lifelong Democrat. Ooh, and a spit fire. She's a fucking brilliant woman. Yes. Brilliant. Who has, for the last four years, been the only goddamn person, including our congressman, Ted Deutsch, too, who don't hold DeSantis to the fire unless something terrible has happened. Right. Then they'll right. comment on it. But she goes but after Freed him. is in fucking state meetings with this yes. motherfucker calling him Ron and I fucking giving that. him shade and throwing him shit and calling him out and demanding things get done that they're not doing. And then they have to do them because she's calling them out about right. it. She's a fucking nonstop fighter who's going all across the straight state trying to get these votes. If that person doesn't earn your vote, you're going to vote for Charlie Chris. There's something on, wrong. There's something wrong. It's But and people aren't paying attention. They, and it's because that's Charlie's what it is. their friend. They know this fucking guy. And yep. so that's what it is. That's what it and is. And you know what? And I'm sick of that because it's the same Chip Lamarca story. Oh. Right? It's people, because we know him, because he's around, that doesn't mean that that person is best for the job. Right. Oh, All right, God. let's go. All we right, go. We we're like go. 30 minutes into this Woo! bullshit and we got to record. We're recording Super Media Bros after this. I'm so fucking stoked about. It's going to be fun. All right, bro. Okay. Today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you the story of former Detroit police chief, Ooh. William Hart. Okay. Oh, I love that Detroit. Ooh. Come on. Detroit Rock City. Detroit Did people say that? Rock City. <laughs> All right. So William Hart made history as Detroit's first black police chief. But when suspicions of embezzlement oh, arise, it. Hart's career and reputation are under fire. All right, so our story takes place in Detroit. Mm, and I mm, want to say, mm, what's mm. up, Cardassi? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. You can turn your sound back I up know, again. <laughs> I know, I know. So, I love those guys, man. I, know. I had so much fun when I met them in Detroit. Oh. They're fucking great people. Good, 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 good people. Good eggs. Good eggs. All right, so, um, and this is taking place in the late 80s through early 90s, so, which means he was police chief when I used to live in Michigan for the short little tiny time that I was there. Nice. Isn't that funny? Yeah. All right, so UPI reported that Hart was born in Pennsylvania and was one of 12 children of a coal miner. Wow. And according to a case law file, so I got a lot of my information from uh, this case law file. He began his police career way back in 1952 and worked his way up. Mm. He became a lieutenant in 1970, and in 1976, he was appointed police chief by Mayor Coleman Young. 
Okay. The Chicago Tribune noted that Hart was known as a tough street cop, and the article also revealed that he was known as, quote, the cop of a thousand faces because he was, like, really solid in his undercover work. Wow. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. That is cool. He went undercover for gambling, um, prostitution. Nice. all sorts of things. Love it. So, and then he also uh, started an internal affairs section that explored police misconduct, mm. which is kind of ironic when we see what happens. But, <laughs> and along with his police work, he also held a doctorate in educational sociology. Damn, bitch. Yeah, very, very, very cool. All right. So, prior to the major incident, Hart did face tax evasion charges back in 1985, along with um, witness tampering and conspiring. Um, with a former deputy as reported by the New York Times, but he was acquitted of all those charges. So there was like this tiny little dust up thing Mm -hmm. that happened. Um, And at one point, Hart even said, quote, all you have to do to stay police chief is have a mayor behind you and he'll be there as long as you're loyal. Well, I would add, you know, as long as you don't embezzle money from the police force and the people you're supposed to serve, you could probably stay police chief too. Oh boy. But that didn't happen. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) All right. So according to the case law file, there was this, um, quote, secret service fund and it was supposed to be used for covert police operations. So basically if cops are going undercover, like this was the money like to use, to buy drugs, to Mm to do whatever you need to do as this undercover. So you're not like going in your own pocket. Right. right? And the police chief could disperse those funds like Mm -hmm. as he saw fit. So, um, and as the money was depleted from that account, he would just go to, you know, like the finance director and say, Hey, we need more money in this account. And he would get more money into that account. Okay. I'm sure keeping records, like guess Joe Smo 20. Yes. Yes. I mean, right. You'd hope you would hope. Yeah. Yes. No. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean like if, if I was a finance director and they came to me and be like you need another 20,000 what happened to yes. the other 20,000 well right. here's my receipts this is who I had to right. get it to here's the here's the you would case hope. we were you working on yeah damn bitch so the case law file noted that Hart had used this guy this deputy civilian William Dwyer to create a cash fund in 1982 mm. to finance a secret operation called 82-1 now here's the thing though okay he didn't tell anyone about this supposed secret operation, right? So there's a that's secret. Well, that's, that's there's secret. a it's, it's very it's so top secret that nobody but him knows about it. <laughs> and for six years, from 1982 to 1989, he approved 98 checks made payable to cash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> and taken from that secret uh, service oh boy. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. So Hart would sign the checks. A staff member would cash the checks. Oh. And then they'd give the cash to Dwyer, who would then give the cash to Hart. Wow. Right? And in that time, the checks amounted to nearly $1.3 million. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hot damn! He wrote 98 checks <clears throat> for 1.3 million dollars. That is some bold shit right there. Can you imagine that is it? Bold it's as for, hell. Well, it's for Operation 82 1. Well, I mean, yeah. Operation 82 1. Secret. Yeah. Sounds really so, sounds real. It sounds yeah. real. <laughs> so the FBI is like, let's see what's going on with oh all of God. this. Oh, my God. Thank God for the FBI. And right? Hart gives them the runaround and. So out of that $1.3 million, uh-huh. about 200000 or so was actually used for like legit wow. 
reasons. <laughs> That's it. But the rest, not so much. Oh my God. <laughs> now, there's it's another. So crazy. I know. I can't wait can you to imagine? hear what he was doing with this I money. I know. But can you imagine, like, taking that kind of money it's that's what i'm saying it's so bold like, like you really think you're i mean maybe also, like, someone's gonna take a thousand bucks yeah 500 bucks but 1.3 million dollars mm -mm. mm -mm. so there's another fraud though that was happening too and um he put this other thing into play Damn. and he hires a buddy of his this guy kenneth weiner and wait what kenneth weiner <laughs> all right Wiener. <laughs> and this guy he sets up a, like and we've seen this like a million times he sets up fake corporations oh good. and heart funnels another oh my god 1.3 million dollars are you fucking no kidding me? no another another 1.3 what's 1. with 3. the 1.3 is he it some just, kind of like weird just, psycho <laughs> i don't know it just happened to be that into those accounts and the fbi discovered that none of those businesses supported law enforcement in any way bitch can you imagine it's like he's not even trying to fucking come <laughs> he's not even trying hard to make it look legit oh my god and they also find that his spending so this is the other thing they're like oh, okay yes. here's his salary oh yeah <laughs> and here's all the house. things that he's buying yeah yeah his house up on the hill yeah, his fucking it doesn't, car it doesn't, vacation. It doesn't work bitch, out bitch what are you doing no, don't buy anything return the cadillac put the fur back it's and so what are you doing so don't ridiculous. draw attention what is that jimmy's name in the uh, goodfellas jimmy um who played by Robert De Niro's character? <laughs> he oh, shoves oh. that woman out the bar. Oh. Got that fur <laughs> With the fur on. coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Get oh, out of here. So funny. So good. So, um, so there's this dummy corporation, right? Under that guy. Um, and Hart's attorney uh, basically claims that Hart was duped by Wiener and didn't realize what was happening. So he was signing Please. checks to cash again which was a violation of city rules. But he was claiming like, no, I, I was just like kind of doing checks with this guy. I didn't know where the money was going and all of that. Oh, please. Art. And they claimed that those signed checks to cash were part of that secret undercover uh, operation yeah. that he didn't keep records on at all because he didn't want to blow the cover Bitch. of the secret operation. No, no. <gasps> That's a little suspicious. Yeah, I, listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to tell you my secret, but I am, I'm running a secret mission yeah. too. It's okay. called Operation 102.5. Yeah. <laughs> Give us money. Yeah. yeah. Send the checks to cash. <laughs> so, Put in the memo, Operation 102.5. I know. It is so, so ridiculous. Oh my so, God. So yeah, so that was happening like over um, another set of time as well. I think it was over like a seven year period. Wow. So seven years. No wonder why he does it though, because seven years is a long it's time. It's a he long time. Get no caught. one's catching him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing that's really sad is though that he took money that was needed. Uh, the New York Times reported mm. that the U.S. attorney from Detroit explained that Hart took money yeah. quote from quote a city desperately in need of yeah. such resources, and they further reported that undercover narcotics officers had to dig into their own pockets to like buy drugs and do things to keep their operation because he's wow. spending all the money. Yeah. Detroit it's, was in a bad way. Dude. I mean, it's not right. Wow. Yeah. You know, now the mayor who appointed Hart 16 years prior still defended Hart. Well, he's, like time. he said, you got to have a mayor on your side. Yeah, and he said, I guess well, he did. He did. He did. He says, quote, as far as I'm concerned, Bill Hart was a good man and a good cop. Um, he rendered good and faithful service to the people of Detroit and his nearly 40 years of faithful service cannot go unrecognized. Yeah, yeah I can. Because the second you yes. take $20,000, fucking $20, in, me, in my eyes, I'm like, you're a fucking you're creep. A crook. You're, you're a crook. crook. $2.6 million? 
Honey. I know. Honey. And then again, it's, and but we that's talk the about this you all take. the time. Like, you can have a, a stellar career. You yes. do something like this, it all goes away. Nobody's right. paying attention but to that everybody, anymore. But everybody, but, but there are the people who are like, but he was a good guy. He was a good guy. Sure he did was. all these good things. And just because you did a bunch of good things, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be held accountable for the bad things that you did. Right. And I feel and like really, if you're wrong, like admit it. Also, we've admit done that stories. you were wrong. Yes, but we've also done stories where people take that money because they have to pay medical bills or things like this. Right. Like they, like something's going on in their lives. And it's like, yes, they're stealing money. Uh-huh. That's not okay. But it's not like this selfish thing. It's because yes. X, Y, Z is happening. I don't think that that's what's happening here. To oh, take do you want to know what he used some of the money, money for? I am dying. This is my favorite okay. thing. Yes. So, what did he use it for? so I just, you know, um, I thought these were some fun okay. little things. Um, he bought three high-end cars, uh, one for each of his former girlfriends. He was married. <gasps> and he had girlfriends on the side. Ooh. And they all got luxury cars. Honey, honey. And UPI reported that he also paid a mistress $1,000 a month. Ooh, he bought hot. another one, a $3,000 fur coat. Ooh. And he bought another one. Uh, he just coat. gave cash gifts on the regular to like mm. another one. He also remodeled his entire house. And he had a whole cottage up in Canada that was like remodeled and built. And Look at this. He is living the life. Yeah. See, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. He's not so. a fucking upstanding guy. Fuck him. Fuck him. So ultimately, he's indicted in February of 1991 after a two-year federal investigation. And mm. the charges were embezzlement, income tax evasion, and witness tampering. He's found guilty in May of 1992 for two counts of embezzling to a total of $2.6 million from taxpayers and two counts for filing false income tax returns in 1986 and 1987. Mm. And FBI Special Agent Hel- Helterhoff had this to say, quote, former Chief William Hart clearly had his hand in the public cookie jar and looted it for over $2.5 million. Damn. So he's sentenced and he got 10 years in prison. Wow. And Wiener ends up getting five years in prison. Wiener got five years? He got five years. I just and like saying I know. <laughs> the aftermath of this, um, the mayor obviously replaced Hart. Um, and in an effort to get the $2.3 million back, Hart's pension would be deducted by about $578 a month. Mm-hmm. And he had his six, sick pay and vacation benefits taken as well, which totaled about $88,000. Not even a drop in the bucket. No. Damn. So some points of interest while awaiting trial, Hart still collected that $100,000 salary, Mm. which of course ended once he was found guilty. Um, And that's a nice salary. Like he was, that's equivalent to making $203,000 today. Like, I mean, he was living. It's a good, great life. It's an, it's an honorable career, you know, and to make it that far is a big fucking deal. It's a big deal. But I know. Well, here's something that I was shocked about. UPI reported that the city paid for his defense are they obligated to i don't know but he stole from them he and they're paying for his i think that's the mayor probably like they probably you know that was probably at a commission meeting or something that they voted on well we've done stories like this too yeah, like, I, think it's, it's I think if you're a city employee and it's something happened i think that there's they part have to like pay? i think there's there's a con in their contract that if they do something you know that the city i don't is know obligated. i don't i feel like there's that it shouldn't be absolutely he stole from them yeah it's that's ridiculous. like me paying for my husband's divorce lawyer it's, who yeah, the fuck's paying for that it's ridiculous bitch you get your own fucking money <laughs> honey another thing i found interesting yeah. was that hart's wife laura testified because it was like you know uh there was this discrepancy you're making this much much money but you guys are living this lavish lifestyle yeah. 
She testified that she saved money from her job as a nurse and she hid it in boxes around the house because she was being really frugal. And that's how they were able to pay for all these. But he was stealing money, which was why they were hidden in the boxes. And And she said she also sewed clothes for everyone and canned vegetables and baked bread. I bake bread. No. I bake bread. And I don't have boxes of cash. Yeah. I mean, what's that saving? <laughs> three bucks? I mean, what the fuck I are you mean, talking about? Yeah. You, really? That's the You're one. That equals 1.3. Yeah. How much, one point, how, how much bread have you made to save up 1.3 million, Tina? <laughs> Here's the other thing, honey. Can you imagine? He's buying cars for his girlfriend. I know. <laughs> what Ooh. are you doing? That's because she's getting money too. Everything's sweet. If you got a little bit of do re me coming in. You're oh like, my God. Fuck whoever you want, bitch. And this also was hilarious to me. According to the Chicago I Tribune. I bake bread. I bake bread. Girl. I bake bread and Girl. I sew. No. Guess what? I do that every Summer. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not rolling in the dough. Oh, even though I'm making dough. <laughs> good, what? Gina. That was, good. that was funny. Oh my god! All right. So, the Chicago Tribune. Uh, the prosecutors in the case alleged. Uh, this is according to that uh, newspaper that there were repairmen had gone to like his house at one time mm-hmm. and they're fixing something. Oh god! And uh, fell. cash yeah. fell from the ceiling. Twenty thousand dollars rained on this repairman, and he goes, "Red flag." He's like, "He's like, oh, that's my poker money." What? Yeah, that's what he said. It was my poker money. What the fuck is he doing in the ceiling? You fucking weirdo! Uh, This guy's out of his fucking mind. They had money stashed all throughout the house. So hot though. It's so fucking. uh, God, that is like. It's kind of that is like my. I love hearing these stories where people are like, "I was fixing something, and then I just saw something the The other day. The wall opened up, and yeah, and there's there's all this stuff, or you find some relic. Like I saw some show where like they were repairing something. I think it was in England Uh or or Ireland or somewhere Scotland, and they um. They, this guy's like, oh, it looks like a, a, a tire from a, a toy car. Okay. And then they keep digging. They're like, oh, this looks like a weapon. And they bring it to a university. And it was like from a Viking <gasps> burial. Wow. And like the car wheel was actually like a bead. And it was like, you know, and, and they bury normally like with the ships or whatever, yeah. but all that had disintegrated, but the, all of the other relics were still wow, there. Imagine so finding cool. like this stockpile oh, of this I stuff. Oh, I would love that. So cool. I'm yeah. like, why? Or, or like, or just uh, you know, money, please. Money. Like, can I knock <laughs> can down I, like, a wall? Yeah, can money just fucking rain on me? Because I'm going to be like Demi Moore oh in Indecent Proposal. I'd be on the bed <laughs> oh fucking God. rolling a dough. <laughs> I forgot that would about be me, that bitch. movie. Woo! One day. That's on my bucket list. Just roll around in a bunch, in like a hundred, a hundred ones. <laughs> That's yes, a possibility. I could please. do that. I could do a hundred one. Yeah. <laughs> so I also want to note that <laughs> she's rolling around. Yeah. Could Not you imagine? P.S. I think the proposal was a million dollars. Could you imagine you're walking? I think it was a casino. I'm trying to remember this movie now, but could you imagine it was Robert fucking Redford I mean, sees you walking and, yeah. through a casino and he's, and he's like, like, I have to yeah. fuck her. Here's a million dollars. I mean, that movie was so, uh, and all like the jealousy. I feel like today. Yeah. Woody Harrelson was a husband. Yes. Right? I, I mean, maybe people would still have that type but of jealousy. Don't, today, don't you want your husband to be like, no. Yeah. But they were broke, right? What, what was it? They I were mean, living in a trailer, weren't but they? But my point? God, could you imagine walking by and someone has to have you that badly? Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. Ooh. Honey. And he was like older Robert Redford, but still good looking. Oh, still hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a, you know, he's like, we talked about uh, Paul Newman, yes. except he's not dead. So <laughs> I would have to dig him up, but oh, oh I'd fuck up Robert Redford. <laughs> hey, Robert Redford. At this point, at this point. <laughs> reach out. Reach out to the mouth. At, at this point, I'm going to go to Hard Rock Hillary's Casino. Hillary's available. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Hard Rock Casino, just watch all the tourists walk by and be like, yeah, I'll, indecent proposal. Like, what's 
up. I got a hundred ones up in oh my room. My God. Fuck real oh quick. my <laughs> I gotta tell you, I hate Taurus. I know that that's a big part of our money. That's a but huge, the yeah. fucking driving in the last few months, uh, I want to kill everyone on the road. Well, if I you get an Illinois, not, oh, yeah. Michigan, Quebec fucking license plate, fuck you. Don't come down here Although and drive. Although we love our Canadian listeners. Oh, please. Please yes, come right. down and visit. But learn visit. how to drive, bitch, because this is Florida, <laughs> all right? And we don't play like well, that. Well, and I think also the issue is that we've had an influx of people moving to Florida. Yeah. So I think that between the growing just population down here and then having the tourists on top of that. It's yeah. just, it's so congested. But during COVID, nobody was here and it was the greatest, like the roads yeah. were fucking great. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my God. Yeah, no, it's, it's, and, and there are certain spots where it's, you don't want to be, yeah. you know, uh, at rush hour. So um, I wanted to also know this one issue that I thought was important to bring up. Uh, the Chicago Tribune reported that at the time, the mayor who appointed Hart, remember, uh, Young, he felt that this was more about the FBI's attack of black leaders rather than justice. Stop it. And the Chicago Tribune also reported that Arthur Johnson, then president of the Detroit NAACP, said, quote, there is considerable concern in the black community that federal authorities have been working to trip up someone in Detroit government from the mayor on down. Come on, man. It's a concern voiced by blacks in Birmingham, Alabama, Los Angeles, New York. There's the appearance of an overtly aggressive effort to uncover wrongdoing by black leadership. Okay. But the newspaper reported that Hart's indictment upset others for different reasons. So there is two sides of this. It's not, not, not everyone, you know, fell along those lines. Uh, um, This was from um, someone who lived in the community, Jimmy Boggs. He said, quote, a lot of people in Detroit are loyal to him for what he did in the past. So many people had faith in him. But Lord, there's no excuse for deviating from the trust. Yeah, I mean, it's just a Kwame Kilpatrick all over again. Go listen to that episode. We covered Kwame Kilpatrick. He was the mayor of Detroit. Yeah. And he was a black, young black man. And he was, it was a big deal when he was elected. Yes. And he turned out to be a major, major fucking crook. He had this great career. Yeah. And, but they said, they said that this, he was being attacked because he was black. No, because you did really fucking shitty things. Yeah. And the same thing here. Now, listen, I'm not saying FBI is all all great. Oh, we've done plenty of stories where they do go after the black Panthers, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, look at the fucking facts. $2.6 million. Stop defending this person. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's black. He's a fucking crook. Right. Period. Right. Like, he betrayed the police department, the safety of the people of Detroit, right. the mayor's Their office. Money. Come on, man. Their money. And I just wanted to note it because there was some pushback during that case, but the evidence, <laughs> right, the evidence showed that there was some shadiness. Some, I yeah. mean, it's $2.6 million. And Detroit which faced its share of racial tension. Yes, yeah. Didn't see, they didn't need to see their police chief go down this way. Right. Like, it's a shame. It's a shame. It is. It's, it's very sad. Yeah. Well, it's, it's sad when the public puts trust in you and you can't be trusted. Like, right. that's a betrayal. It really, and it's, yeah. it fucking sucks. And, and it sucks. It, that mistrust is there and it's hard to get that back. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, to ask people to put your trust right. in us again. And they're like, you just fucking had this guy. Like, it just it just leaves a bad stain on the whole fucking department. Right. And then one last thing I found interesting, which isn't necessarily, it's not really about this case, but it's about uh, that guy Wiener. So uh, Baltimore Sun reported, you know, that he was also convicted. So he was, you know, convicted of this scam, but he had another scam going no. on. And it was a multi-million dollar fraud involving precious metals. Oh my God. Like how many million dollar schemes can one person be involved in? I don't know. Like, what- isn't one enough? <laughs> 
and precious metals. So what was he like hiding diamonds? Like not diamonds, precious metals. What is that? Gold? Yeah. What's he yes. doing? What's I don't know, doing? but can my future ex-husband's name, be, <laughs> last name be Wiener? Because I just want to oh be Hillary Wiener. Well, you could change your name. You don't need to. You could mm. just do a name change. Yeah, but it's the whole idea of meeting someone and, and, and duping <laughs> them, Wiener. duping them to falling in love with me, and then just so you can have their duping name. them to, to marry me. <laughs> yeah, so I could have the last Ooh. name Wiener. All right, is that it? That's it. That's the story okay, of the cool. cheating police chief, William Hart. Very good, Tina. Uh, very fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's funny. It's great. I, I, yeah. Remember I said I was not going to do a heavy story this week. I listen. <laughs> I appreciate it because so it was I hard. made an effort. It was I very made hard to edit that episode last week. Oh. It's very upsetting. And I don't know what's going to happen with this woman now with uh, uh, Melissa Lucio. <sighs> I'm I hope, very upset. I hope, I hope people um, please sign go sign their, this petition. Sign the petition. I, again, it's one of those things like I don't know how much a petition is worth, but like there's lawmakers coming out for her. I saw a press conference. Yeah. Now, now I'm consumed with this case. I, I saw know. a press conference with her son. He's crying. Ugh. It's just so fucking upsetting. It's, it's upsetting. And she's an old woman now. Yeah. Let her out. Let her out. Let her out. Let her Stop. out. Like this is enough already. She has suffered her entire fucking oh life. It's, it's enough. It's... Hey, it's Dalton. And Sam. We want to tell you about our podcast called Big Ten Plus Four. Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big 10 plus four, college sports with Midwest perspective, blue collar and blue blood. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So today my story, Uh-oh. I want to discuss a bill that's happening right now in Tennessee, but then I also want to talk about, because I, as this bill is going on and people are reading about it and you're sure I know that you've heard about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, I started reading about this other story a rep- about a representative from Tennessee. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to give a lot, before I get into him, um, I w- I'm going to give a, a caveat to the whole thing. But let's talk about the U.S. or the, the 2022 Tennessee House Bill 233. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about U.S. House Rep for Tennessee, John Rose. Ooh, okay. Okay. So right now in Tennessee, there is a bill called, it's House Bill 233, um, and it is about marriage. And it's oh. actually about common law marriage. Oh, and, oh okay. God. So ever since I the Supreme this, yeah. Court made it uh, legal for same-sex couples to get married in this country, um, states like Tennessee have been doing or trying to find ways, <clears throat> I'm sure this will be in Florida next year if this passes, oh, yeah. but like yeah. trying to find ways to keep um, same, or opposite sex marriage as the priority, right? Like, and how to keep same-sex couples out of that sort of it's ridiculous. Benefit, the benefit like, of marriage. I don't, why are we going backwards? It's a religion again. Uh, but religion, again, religion, but religion, also religion, the Supreme religion, Court has religion. ruled on this. Why are you still fucking around? Tennessee's got nothing else going on. You got nothing else to oh do. Oh my god, motherfuckers! Focus on your music, Tennessee. All right, so let's get into this. Um, amid several bills introduced in Tennessee that have attracted national attention this year, none has sparked as much alarm among both Republicans and Democrats as a proposal that would create a new marriage contract specifically designed to exclude same-sex couples. Okay? Uh, supporters argue that the measure is needed 
to give religious officials, couples, and others opposed to gay marriage an option that wouldn't conflict with their beliefs. And critics say it's a deliberate effort to circumvent the Supreme Court's 2015 ruling legalizing gay marriage and could lead to costly legal battles. Like, that's the other thing. I don't know if if you know this, but Scott Maxwell, who reports for the Orlando Sentinel, he's incredible. I've asked him to be on the podcast. He said he's a little too busy. And I was like, okay. um, We're going to ask you again. It's okay. We're asking you again. I said, that's okay. You do incredible work. Keep it up. Uh, But he wrote a great article about, you know, in Florida, we pass all these bills, like DeSantis signs all these bills. And then immediately the second they go into law and he signs them, they are challenged in court. Yeah. And then Florida taxpayers have to pay for those cases. We have to pay those lawyers to defend this law that is number one unconstitutional against free speech, against, uh, you know, rights. It is bullshit bills that then we fight. Right. The governor's like, you know, oh no, we're gonna fight this. This, this by is the way, another good messaging. The, the thing we're, that's, we're paying yeah, money for by the way, bad decisions. Millions and millions we're of dollars. We're paying millions of dollars for Scott, bad decisions and, and for people taking away freedom. So Scott Ma- Maxwell wrote a couple of really great articles about this, but one of them in particular that was very good last week, it lines out it lines it 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 lays out this thing that not only are we paying them seven hundred and forty five dollars an hour. <gasps> These are friends of lawmakers. Oh, oh so these my lawmakers God. It's so are gross. Republican lawmakers. They're passing these bills and then they get tried in court and they're like, here, use my friend's law firm. Now, oh. the funny thing is this. That's so when this nice. has happened in the past where a lawyer works for the state, right. they come in and work for like it's a private uh, law firm. Right. They come in and work for the state. Right. They charge the bare minimum, like of course. Like maybe two hundred dollars right. an hour, right? Like whatever the but bare because they the know they're working for the they're state. Republicans. But these guys that they're hiring now under DeSantis's rules and all this stuff, $745. We're paying for that. We are paying this is, this for this. This is a good message. And, and the, th- the other thing that they're saying in court too, by the way, is this, that th- there are people in their offices, like their legislative aides, and are te- like when they're writing these laws, are saying, um, excuse me, representative or senator, right? Yeah. This is against the fucking United States Constitution. Uh, it but doesn't, they don't care. This is against the, the law. Like, this is not going to fly. That's okay. We're moving forward with it. So they know they're going right. to waste time, waste taxpayer dollars, it's put so people gross. in fucking danger, right? But they do it anyway. Because they're corrupt. So this is another example. Like, this law in Tennessee... We already have a law on the books from the United States Supreme Court, which used to fucking mean something. That used to be something right. that was respected, right? And they're going to say, fuck you. We're going to do what we want anyway, okay? Because God forbid a man and a man or a woman and a woman actually want to have the same benefits as you. God forbid that I fucking happens. I don't happens. understand. It's why, religion. Like, it's religion. It's religion. But it's like, can, can we, I don't understand why we can't let, what, 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 what do we, what do it's what fucking it, weird. And it's, it's just weird. Is it just because it's a political football? Again, is it just because it's a hot topic and they can yeah. put it in the news? Like, I gotta and they tell can you. Say, we fought against safe sex marriage. You. We're protecting the how, sanct- the, how many the years we've marriage. been, they, these lawmakers leave session, they come back to their counties, right? We, I don't, I can't tell you how, we just were at one Wednesday where we had three beautiful lawmakers uh. there and they're telling us about the things they did this session. I have never been in a room where they, someone comes back like, yeah, we passed pass this anti-gay bill. Like, I, I guess I'm not in those rooms. And people were cheering. People don't care about this shit. It's no. you idiots who care about right. it. These well, people no, in no, your no, towns I'm gonna don't say, care. But I'm going to say there probably are some 
some many homophobic people who who are, but are clutching their Bibles okay. and approving of this. But if you've lost your job, you're about to lose your home. Like yeah, COVID has hit course. you, and your you life is care. devastated. Right, of is that what you want to hear from your no. lawmaker? No. And I will say the one thing I loved about that legislative session that uh, the Dolphin Democrats hosted last week was hearing the good things. Yes, we have to. We have to, and I think we need to start highlighting some of the good things because we get lots because because just like the donald trump effect it's the clogging of the airways of all of this bad stuff keeps giving attention to the bad people yeah instead can we flip it and just and i understand we have to bring awareness so that we can fight against it but can we also like really highlight the good things or really start we have to start painting these republicans as the the really horrible people that they are yeah and short-sighted and not, <sighs> you know, not really there. I saw, no, someone, so I saw the someone, I saw someone speak and I, I, I forgive me because I don't, it was like on a TikTok and I forget what state it was, but it, he, he was talking about uh, gay rights and he asked um, um, an elected official, like, did your brother feel safe coming out to you? And he said, no. And he's like, um, and he's like, and he's like, my children would have, ne- my ch- children adored my brother. Like I would have never turned him away for being gay. And he's like, he's like, do you know why your brother was afraid? Because of these laws. Yeah. Because of what, and he's like, and well, I grew up afraid of people like you. Think about parents it's who so are talking terrible. about. So he knows in his own life that he would never do that to his brother, but he's still signing law. That will hurt people like his brother. And think about just those kids because in those he homes. wants to stay, like so that he can have it on the record. Yeah, it's so gross. It's stupid. So many have noted that this bill initially failed to include a minimum age, an omission that has opened the door to widespread mockery. Right. So many have noted that the bill initially failed to include a minimum age. Right. So it opened up this door for like widespread oh. mockery all over the internet. Right. So and by the way, this is a thing that. The, the right really does is very good at spinning things, but so is the left because I've never saw an end to this. And actually when it was brought to their attention that you didn't put an age limit in that's sort of like, oh fuck, they added an amendment okay. that you have to be 18. But the thing is, is that state law in Tennessee is 18 to get married. So they so, didn't see yeah. it necessary to add it in. Right. But the Democrats and the blue, the leftists were like, they are okay with marrying children, child brides. And it's really like not what had happened. And okay. so it's got spun in a really fucking weird way. Yeah. But- it did bring attention to this this okay. bill, right? Yeah. So they kind of downplayed those concerns, and they're like, all right, fuck it. We'll put this amendment in, all right? <laughs> so if enacted, the legislation would allow opposite-sex couples to fill out marriage contracts based on common law marriage principles. So typically, common law marriage refers to the legal legal protections of marriage given to couples who live together right. as a married couple but ha- who haven't gotten a state marriage license, which, by the way, sounds great. Like, right. I would love to get married and not really right. have that license <laughs> because but, that is awful. And common law is like, what, seven years or something? Or it varies by state, probably. It, yeah, it goes by state. Okay. So just eight states allow common law marriages, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures, and Tennessee isn't one of them. And so it's a practice that in America has dated back to the colonial times when it was sometimes difficult to find a preacher to like get the marriage. Yeah. Like, well, we've been together this long, so you're right. basically married, right? Right. right? So the Tennessee bill, however, specifically states that the contract would only apply to one man and one woman, oh thereby God. banning same-sex couples from pursuing the option. And opposite-sex couples wouldn't have to file the 
contract with the state, meaning county clerks wouldn't have to recognize the contracts like they do with marriage licenses. This is ridiculous. So it's like really stupid. It's like it's not even going to go through the state. Like why even have it? It makes no fucking. What do you? Because again, makes no it's, sense. they want they they are just getting airtime. Yeah, it's just so They're dumb. They're getting airtime for these issues. It's so stupid. It is. Republican Representative Johnny Garrett, who is an attorney, said the lack of state recognition would mean couples would likely be unable to claim benefits and be denied rights, typically given to married couples. Again, what's the point? So he also pointed out that there's nothing prohibiting individuals from entering to multiple contracts, right? Like there's nothing in there that says, I can have a Tina. Oh, oh no, I can have Tina, obviously. Uh, This neighbor and that neighbor, I can have multiple contracts with people. It's so stupid. Republican Representative Tom Leatherwood, who is the um, sponsor, countered that people could commit fraud using marriages licenses as well and added that he believed courts would recognize the contracts so that individuals could receive spousal benefits yes he says all this bill quote all this bill does is give an alternative form of marriage for those pastors and other individuals who have a conscience objection to the conscientious objection to the current pathway to marriage in our law that's what he said during during a, a hearing. And when the bill was first introduced in the House, Democratic Rep. Mike Stewart quickly pointed out that he that the proposed common law marriage contract did not include an age. And so they, they had to add oh in this God. age thing, which is ridiculous. Um, and then... Can this common law be manipulated by people? Like if someone... Say you have a roommate and your re- roommate happens to be opposite sex. Can they try to claim common law to yes. get benefits from you even if you're only living like platonically as yes. roommates? Yes, of course. Right? Because yeah. there's no one really... Yeah, that I don't like. I know. So um, attorney Abby Rubenfeld said this, um, this argument that is going to set up two separate paths to marriage is blatantly unconstitutional in violation of the Oberfeld yes. uh, decision, which is the law of the land. That's the Supreme Court case. And the suit, which was filed by Rubenfeld, because they've already... Uh, she was part she was part of the lawsuit in the SCOTUS, right? And she said, quote, we won that case before the Supreme Court and we also ob- obtained, as you probably know, a substantial award to an attorney's fees and costs, which Tennessee taxpayers had to pay because she, she fought a case. She, the case she was defending was from Tennessee in front okay. of the Supreme Court. Okay. So they had to pay that. She said, which taxpayer, t- Tennessee taxpayers had to pay. It can be expensive for our state to adopt unconstitutional laws. Again, same thing with DeSantis. Right. You're doing things that are going to cost me money. Right. Right? But I bet you most people don't know that because I didn't really know that 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 then that's my money. Oh, yeah. State yeah, pays for no. it. So the fate of this bill remains unknown, obviously. Despite having 20 Republican co-sponsors, GOP oh. Senate Speaker Randy McNally told reporters this week that he wouldn't support it due to the lingering constitutional problems. Like, okay, thank you. Finally, somebody's like... Someone with common yeah. s- some sense in So wasting head. my time. The bill has been scheduled for several weeks to be debated before the full Senate, but it has been delayed several times at the request of the sponsor. And over in the House, the bill has been discussed in a committee this week, but lawmakers, this is for this week, but lawmakers ran out of time before taking a vote, which is convenient, but it's slated to go into a vote the day this episode comes out on the 20th. Um... Speaker Cameron Sexton said, I don't know if it has votes or not. I guess we'll find out next week. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to talk about John Rose. And like I said, I was reading a lot about this bill. And then this person's name kept coming up. Like, isn't this ironic that this guy's from Tennessee, if he's a U.S. house rep from Tennessee, and then, and, the, and the, it was like this child bride thing, right? Okay, yes, And so yes, yes. I started to read about him. And I'm going to say right from the start uh-oh, this uh-oh, much. Okay? Uh-oh. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> this man has not broken any laws. Okay. I'm going to say that. We have yeah. no proof of that. I want to make we that very fucking clear. not anyone. At all. Like, I'm not here for that. 
We're but just reporting what, on what has been said. Well, no, his behavior. We'll, we'll talk right. about his marriage right. and everything. But I just want to say that it has been clear in every article that I read. And I thought, if I keep reading this, I better say it too, that there's no proof of anything being, any laws being right. broken. It's right. just odd. Okay. It's yes. fucking odd, especially for a party that says they're for family values or like, you know, like, oh, you know, they're trying to protect children. I've never, and then this I've guy's never like seen a, 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 a group of people claim to care about people and hurt so many people at the same time. I mean, that's true. I've never seen it's, it's, it boggles my mind. I know. Okay. But this is all alleged. So John Rose <laughs> was born and raised in Cookville, Tennessee, Ooh. and he earned a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture, Agribusiness Economics from Tennessee Technology University in 1988, a Master of Science in Agriculture Economics from Purdue University in 1990, and his Juris Doctor from Vanderbilt University Law School. In 1992, he co-founded Transcender Corp., a provider of online information technology certification products that was sold in October 2000 for $60 million. Dang! Go money, retire money, somewhere. Money. Why? So, are you even doing this work? Right now he <laughs> owns and is the president of Boston Software LLC, which trains IT professionals. He has served as commissioner of agriculture for Tennessee in 2002. Oh. And he owns his own family farm in rural Temperance Hall, which is west of Cookville, which uh, watching a video has been in his family for like 300 years or something. I mean, it's been like his family farm forever. Uh-huh. Okay, so on August 2nd, 2018, Rose won the Republican primary for the 6th Congressional District after Diane Black vacated the seat to run for governor. He defeated Dean Bar Barlow in the November 6th general election with more than 70% of the vote. So now he's a U.S. House rep, and in 2020, he gets reelected. Um, and was he won in the primary and was unopposed in the general. So he goes back up there, right? Okay. So a little bit about what he's like in Congress. Uh, in May 2019, he blocked a vote during a pro forma session of Congress on a $19.1 million, I'm sorry, billion relief bill intended to deliver aid to areas of the U.S. affected by natural disasters the previous year. Okay, so he's not forgiving any of these areas any kind of I, I love money. that because then whenever something happens in, in, Tennessee. in, in that state, they're yeah. going to be like, oh, we need some money. Yeah. It's so stupid. He cited the national deficit and the uh. vote being held during a congressional break as reasons for his objection. In December 2020, Rose was one of 126 Republican members of the House of Representatives to sign an amicus brief in support of Texas v. Pennsylvania, a lawsuit filed at the United States Supreme Court contesting the results of the 2020 presidential election oh. in which Joe Biden and defeated incumbent one of Donald Trump. He's one of those. In January okay. 2021, Rose was one of 147 Republicans in Congress and 139 in the House to vote to object to the certification of the results you of the election. You gotta be kidding me. In June 2021. This is so dangerous for America. Yeah. In it's June, so dangerous. In June 2021, Rose was one of the 21 House Republicans to vote against a resolution to give the Congressional Gold Medal to the United States Capitol Police officers who were on duty during the 2021 insurrection attack on the Capitol. He voted against giving those officers a Congressional well, Medal. Because guess what? 21 and House members. Because guess He's what? One of 21. Because guess what? They don't believe yeah. it was an insurrection. Can you believe this guy? They don't believe it was a riot. They... I mean, I, I think they know what the truth is, but they say that it wasn't any of that. And they think that the doors were held open, mm -hmm. right? Because if the doors weren't, they would probably have been trampled to death. Like what other option yeah. do they have, right? 
He said it was too soon to award the medals and there was not enough information about the events on oh, January 6th. Oh, what a 6th. disgusting. How disgusting. <laughs> How disgusting. I mean, How not disgusting. enough information. There's video. These are, I know. This is 2021, motherfucker. We can see blue. with our eyes. You back piece of the blue, shit. right? Yeah, back, back the, the blue. Back okay. the blue. Blow me. Yeah. All right. Only when it suits you, so, right? So here's the, fu- here's the story. All right. And we, we we're this is going to take too long. We're just going to get through this. But like, oh my God. here's the story. And it's just weird. It's just weird. And it's a little funny. And it's like, what's going on here? So in March 2007, John Rose met 17 year old high school senior Chelsea Doss at Tennessee's 79th oh, annual no. Future Farmers of America convention. And over the course of three days, her Eagleville High School chapter competed in the state competition and nine of its, cha- its members, including Chelsea, won the state superior award, a top showing like this girl is a fucking go getter. Okay. Like she's incredible. Okay, okay, this woman is incredible. Chelsea also won the state job interview contest and was even named the 2007 2008 Tennessee FFA Association state president. Like she's Aww. a go getter, yes. right? Working she's all hard. about farming. She's all about agriculture. She's okay. incredible. Uh, one of the convention attendees was the vice chairman of the board of the Tennessee FFA and current Tennessee congressman John Rose. So he's there, right? How old is he at this? He's time? in his forties. Okay. Not long after her triumph at the 2007 FFA convention, she received the Jerry and Betty Williams Rose Scholarship, named after John Rose's parents, to attend Tennessee Tech after high school. Okay. Okay. So we're just just laying the groundwork at a 17-year-old who's meeting. Well, there's no proof that they met at this conference, okay? Okay. But... He's heavily he involved in this there. FFA. She gets this scholarship. She, okay, okay. Well, I mean, but I'm sure he's not the one that appoints the scholarship. And she's also they very. Probably have people that do also, that, and she's a high again. She deserves it. Student. It's not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but, 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 right. Okay. So she said, "Quote: John has made everything possible that I've done in FFA beyond high school through through the scholarship that he provides. I've had I have not had to have a job through college, indicating that." You know, he, okay. Um, I've been able to train, improve, focus on FFA and focus on school. That scholarship has made all the difference. She said John. She didn't say Mr. Yeah. Not rep, Um, blah, 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 whatever. So she turns eight. She doesn't turn 18 until August of her freshman year of high school. I mean, um, college. Okay. Okay. So she goes oh, to college that and was she like, turns 18. That, that was like me. That okay. was like me. So like a late baby, right? Yeah. And at the same time, Rose was also sitting on the board of the Tennessee Technical University where she goes to school. Oh, God. So he's, he's you know, <sighs> he was named chairman of the board of directors in April 2007, one month after the 2007 Tennessee FFA convention and served in that role throughout the time she was there at college. And okay. so she would have been 18 and he was 42. Okay. I mean, she's 18 at that point. So it's unclear when exactly the romantic relationship between these two began. The was Eagleville, he married? No. Okay. The Eagleville Times reported that Chelsea had a birthday in August and her Tennessee voter files have an entry for her married name after a birth year of t- 1989. So they're trying. So she was born a year after he um, graduated from college. I don't know. I'm just trying to like set a fucking yes. stage here, a picture. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's Ugh. nothing as a 44-year-old woman that I would have in common with a 17 or 18-year-old boy. No. There's nothing no. I could have to say. Ew. I don't even want to fuck that. Ew. I'm not Ew. here for this. Ew. These motherfuckers don't know what's They're going children. on. They have no, they have They're no, children. Yes, and they have no frame of reference. They're children. They can't find that clip, honey. Yes. <laughs> like, it's not happening. And if you can't and, do that, what are we doing? Yeah, I know. What are we doing here? And they're children. Yeah, no. And, it's gross. And can you, can you, um, 
can you just let kids be kids? Can you let them enjoy college and be young and be running around with other young people and having fun? I mean, maybe she likes, uh, maybe, all maybe, I can listen. think is maybe she likes an older man. Maybe, like, maybe she That's does. what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to sit here and be judgy because I feel like that's what I was, when, when I'm writing this, I'm like, right. am I being judgy? Maybe this is just, he likes younger women and he, she likes older men. That's yeah, a possibility. Yes. It's I a mean, possibility. No, no, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's okay. true. It's true. We'll get into the rest of that. But meanwhile, he's a lifelong volunteer and a life member of FFA. And he's I mean, served as the state he FFA be distinguished. vice Who president. Knows? He's Who not. He's bitch, honey. <laughs> so um, maybe he's it's the power. Women, you know, that's maybe what we're going to talk power. about. We got to talk about that. So he's the power served, and the money. What? He's listen, worth we have millions to go record dollars? with Super Media Bros. Oh, so you got to let me get I'm through sorry, this story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're never going to get through this story. Su- Super we got Media four, Bros. We got four minutes. Just please wait. We'll be there. We'll be promise. So he served as a board member for the Tennessee FFA from 1996 to 2014, including stints as the secretary, vice chairman of the board, the alumni council president, all in the early and mid 2000s. He tweeted that he had attended every FFA state conference for the past 35 years, which would place him in attendance in the 2007 state conference yeah. when she was there as a high schooler. Okay. And at that time he was right in the middle of a four-year term as the count, the vice chairman. Right. Okay. So again, there's no documented evidence right. confirming that Rose that anything was happening there, but yeah, I mean, eventually so he meets her, right? Yeah. Like eventually and sometime in the short time period, they meet each other. So they were married on January 8th, 2011. According to her Facebook page, she was 22. Oh, um, the engagement announcement in the, it was in the Eagleville Times said that they were married at the first Baptist church in Cookville. And it was not immediate, immediately clear, like how long they've been dating. Like nobody knew these two were yeah. even together until there's a, an engagement and like a marriage announcement. Right. And it goes on to say in this article that she had graduated from Tennessee Tech in 2012. She then studied at the University of Tennessee, graduating with a master's in agricultural communication journalism in 2014. And while in grad school, she also worked as a government affairs specialist at the Tennessee Electric Cooperative Association. She served as a legislative intern for then Lieutenant Governor Ron Ramsey. And they had a whole... um, Tennessee House Bill recognizing her time working there. And this is what it says. The bill notes, it says, quote, she is um, a career farmer at Rose Farm. Chelsea has devoted her life to American agriculture, first serving as the president of the Tennessee Future Farmers of America Association from 2007, 2008, during which time she also served as communications intern for the Tennessee Farmers Cooperative. It also adds she is no stranger to honors and accolades. She's the recipient of the 2012 Dairy Berry Award and the 2012 Harold Love Award, participated in the 2010 Tournament of Roses Parade and the 2010 International Motivational Speaking Tour, and served as May Master, guest lecturer at Texas A&M University, a keynote speaker at the Tennessee Tech University Convection. I mean, she is fucking accomplished. She's accomplished. And is it common for them to do this recognition? I don't know. That's what I thought was weird. Like, I've never heard of an intern getting some sort of bill acknowledging all of these things yeah. about themselves. Like, that's kind of odd, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But it's yeah, weird. or is it like every year they're acknowledging like, One you know, person? an outstanding intern? Maybe. That would be interesting to know. And so if weird. not, then then it's really kind of like, yeah. what's yeah. this about? So they have uh, their son Guy was born in 2017 and they have a younger son, Sam, who's born in 2021. They actually lost a cup, uh, a son in 2019 Aww. named Mac. Oh, that's terrible. Um, yeah, it was very sad. Um, but when you look at pictures of them, uh, it's very uncomfortable. And well, he just looks old and she's like, he's, young and he's beautiful. bald. And, she, and, and here's the creepiest thing to me. They look like they look alike. So it really looks like they're 
father and daughter. Like, oh. I'm not even kidding. And then you see them with the baby and you're like, oh, that the girl, that's his grandson. Like, it looks like her baby, oh, but not, doesn't no. go with him. It's fucking weird. And so it's, this does, it also sits uncomfortably with the party, but like from the conservative grassroots level, right? Yeah. Up to the highest arms, but it's like, what are you going to do? You know, when I you've mean, got a party that's got Donald Trump at the top, this marriage, which is successful and they're happy and they're in yeah. love. It now she's in her thirties. It's like, it doesn't, it's not coming off as, yeah, but it seems very strategic too, that it was like, they didn't get engaged until she was 22 or get married until she was 22. Yeah. So it's like, she's out of school. Like they kind of laid low. Yeah. yeah well, apparently nobody you know knew they I mean? were together. Yeah. Nobody knew that they were together. So, so they were probably then aware, especially if she is interning and she is part of like sort yes. of these, um, government yeah. places that it maybe would look very weird too, that he was dating, yes. you know, nepotism. There's all these other things that could come into play. So that's maybe why they were keeping it low too. Yeah. And I but wonder so like, if he was her supervisor or above right. her in any so way. So at the heart of the questions of, about Rose's marriage, I thought this is very good, is the power he wielded over his bride to be like that's both financial thing. power, the power of her future educational and career prospects. I mean, she seemed very bright. So I'm not saying that she needed him, but like no. I'm sure he opened doors, right? Well, and it may also be less I salacious mean, than these other Republican scandals. But given the Republican mania over protecting children, it this must be part of the yes. conversation is like, these younger women and yeah. what we're doing and and the grooming of it all kind of you know right, what i mean like right, it seems very right. odd no no i see that and but you know he sold that company like you said for what a billion a 60 million dollars 60 million dollars i mean that can entice that can make someone uh you know maybe uh, uh imagine a head of hair yeah Right. <laughs> well, there's a great campaign video. It must have been his first campaign because uh, the baby was really little. But there's a he's in this living room and he's talking to the camera. He's kind of walking and she's on the couch, like feeding the baby a bottle. She looks like a child. Oh. She looks like a child. And she she's, should be living she, he's her talking, life. He's saying he says he says in the video, um, send me to D.C. so I can continue Donald Trump's values. Right. Uh, and she's uh, feeding the baby and she goes, uh, he said something else. She goes, shh. That's all she says in the whole video. She just goes, shh, as they want you to acknowledge that there's a girl, a woman with a baby sitting there. Like, it's that's so weird. That's all she that's does in the, the entire video. That's the weirdest thing I've ever it's heard. It's fucking bizarre. Anyway, that's the story. And Ooh, I know it's, I like, like, not, it. like... No, no, no. I love it. Well, one, that bill is horrible. Yeah, it's trash. It's fucking trash. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And this doesn't just happen... Um, in the political realm, there's a lot of this, you know, uh, May, December, right? They call it the May, December yeah. romance. Well, we talk about with, with, even with, um, uh, Strom Thurmond, yes. that was his thing. It was his thing. And if there's you know? women who go along with it, like they're, if they're right. into and that they, and they see, or they see, Hey, listen, everybody's got a know? kink. Everybody's got right. their thing. I get it. But right. like, bruh, I know 17 and uh, come on, there's just, there's no evidence that they met no at this evidence. thing. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I would imagine in college, if she's, you know, um, in different events and the field that she's studying, that there were probably events where he would, you know, um, yeah. I remember just in grad school, there would be events and you're at like the, 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 the head of the school's like mansion on campus right. and, and like, you know, there's the cocktail hour and there's this and that, and you're mingling with different professors and different people right. and higher ups, you know, like but there has to be some sort of, and, there should be some sort of like understanding that, yes, of like that you're what, not preying on these yeah women. that yes. that the yes. students are fucking off limits yes and also i agree too, i agree with that like that's true because if they got married right after high school then he is like just in his role especially because he gives the scholarships and does all of that maybe ask her out after she graduates yeah and also here's the other thing 
He's been to all of these events for the last 35 years. These are young. He's around high schoolers all the time. Yeah. What's going on? Ew. Ew. So that's <sighs> my story. Guys, we're going to be on Super Media Bros. Yes, and it comes out, it comes out Saturday. I believe it is uh, April 23rd. Let me just check. Yes, April 23rd. So this comes out on 420. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, so then April 23rd. And we are going to talk. We watched the movie. We're yes. Gonna, we're going to talk about oh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Yes. I'm sure Richie has some very important interview questions for us because we're serious podcasters. So serious <laughs> five-star quality Ooh. that's been in my head for days latina goes five-star quality <laughs> <laughs> i love it so it's much so ridiculous it's so fucking ridiculous. funny it's so funny but at least we at least we got this episode yes do you want to pose? pose for the camera before we end <laughs> hey is that so it cute. yeah that's it because we gotta go record yeah we gotta go all right, all right. so we love you guys Ready? Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level. Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.